Yeah, because we, we did kind of steal it. We did steal the club, more or less. Because um, yeah. it was like, look, fancy new stadium. Come here. Uh, training ground, not too far away. Come come over here. Um, which was very clever, but also very not morally right. One, two, three, four. Hey there. Welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. This is the podcast where I meet everybody from voice actors to nuclear engineers and talk about their work and their processes. And this is part two of my interview with Jeremy Swick. In part one, we talked about how he is a curator at a museum and what goes into running a museum. And we also talked about his passion for American football. In this part, we are going to talk about the company that Jeremy runs, Swick Media. We are going to talk about the processes behind that. And we're also going to share with you some tips for content creation and managing content on your social medias. Something that I'm not great at. As always, don't forget to follow us on Good Pods and leave us a review and listen to us on that platform. We're making our way up the charts and we've got up there and we're going to get even higher because of you. So thank you to everybody who has been pushing us so far. For now, here is part two. Enjoy. We've talked a lot about football there and um, I'm already just just the passion that you're giving me. I'm just I'm just feeding off this now. <laughs> I love it. Um, but football is not all that you do. Uh, you are also the owner of Swick Media. So why don't you introduce your company for us and tell us what is the day to day like of uh, for, for you in that role? So, again, you know, as a historian, I want to give a little context to how how this all came about. Swick Media named, of course, after my family last name. Uh, I joke because my uncle actually has Swick Tech, which isn't too far from here. He recently retired, but uh, they handle the technology system. So I had to make sure I didn't steal uh, steal, the, steal that yeah. name. But, um, one of the things about working in museums, as much as I loved it, love it, um, it does not pay well, almost yeah. at all. Um, you know, there, there were times where I'm, I'm struggling. And I remember when I was in Minnesota about 2018, so about four years ago, I got the idea. And it actually kind of, kind of came as a way to like, how can I generate some, you know, steady income to support working full time in museums? Because mm-hmm. uh, I loved it. The problem is a lot of times with early museum positions, it's a six month contract or a 12 month contract or 18 yeah. months. And the, the the exciting thing is you get to do there. If you don't love it, you can eventually move on. But the other thing is your clock starts the second, you know, the day you walk in the door, you're like, all right, well, in six months, I'm going to have to figure out my next plan. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think I understand that's one of the reasons a lot of people in our field kind of burn out or aren't willing to, you know, pack up. I think I joke, I've lived in four States and about eight cities in the last six and a half years. And I spent four of those in Atlanta in Georgia. So it was uh, a lot of pick up and move on kind of any, any given moment. But I had this idea. I was, I basically looked, you know, the good old uh, Dr. Google and Mr. YouTube and started kind of working, looking at ways to make money on the side. Mm. And one of the areas that kind of sparked my interest was the uh, social media 
content creation management. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I didn't really, you know, didn't have a degree in digital creation or anything like that. But then I realized I found myself spending like 60, 70 hours on YouTube, learning everything from the basic programs that people use to kind of the idea behind it. And I think accidentally I fell in love with it. I decided to kind of make that. And it started out with maybe like one client that I was working with doing at first just some graphics. And then I realized, you know, I maybe have something here. And again, going back to things you actually enjoy, if I had made this company solely, I think, and frankly, solely at first, it was just to make money, just mm-hmm. to support it. Yeah. But I think that would have dried up and that would have, I would have gotten bored with it uh, eventually. But I think I fell in love with the idea and fell in love with learning how to create graphics and uh, kind of connecting people with their audience and uh, doing doing things like that. And so I just kept doing it. And one of the things is I'm a big person, never say no. Mm-hmm. So people would ask, hey, have you ever ran Facebook ads before? I'd say, yeah, give me a week. I'd go, you know, spend you know, another 20 hours on uh you know, YouTube learning how to do Facebook ads. Oh, you made, have you made logos before? Oh yeah. Let me get back. Give me like two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, I'll teach myself how to make logos. Yeah. And uh, from there, I think a company, I mean, that's really where the company formed. It was Swick Media uh, in that, in that sense to begin with, but through the years, you know, it was something I did in Minnesota. Then when I moved to Georgia, I really was able to, you know, start doing that on the, on the side as well. And, uh, during the lockdown, we we didn't have a, I didn't have a whole lot going on, and so I really kind of dove deep in that and started picking up more and more clients. And it's almost like a it was like a great hobby at first, and now it's become kind of a, a legitimate legitimate business. Um, but going going off that, our main thing is you know creating content for different brands, connecting them with their audience, and again, just kind of how my outlook is. I always tell people I don't want to sell to their audience. Mm-hmm. I want them to provide value. Yeah. And so if let's say we're work, let's say I am an archivist and I have an archives business. I don't want to tell people to buy my services. I want to ask them about, you know, talk about family history or give tips that every amateur archivist should know. Mm-hmm. Don't drink coffee where your photographs are. Yeah. And you know, things like that and it's great because people have seen results from it. Uh, we have a, I work with a small uh, urgent care center and we, I think we, we do five, we do a post every day. And I think of the month four of those are advertisements of what they have. Yeah. Um, the rest are, Hey, health tips for fall or flu season or um, healthy recipes and just things, you know, I find that, you know, you, know, you learn, you, you become, uh, you know, better versed depending on that specific field. But it yields great results. Um, I always tell people, you got to be patient, give it time. Yeah, I've had some short-lived clients where they're like, well, I didn't see anything. I'm like, sir, it's been two weeks and we've done like four posts. Just trust me. And the ones that have, uh, have definitely seen, seen the benefit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's continuing to grow. I think one day I'd love that to be my full-time job. But uh, again, as we've talked, the beauty of it is I enjoy what I do too. Yeah. So... I think it actually has added that built-in patience that a lot of people, I think, when they first start a business don't have because it needs to be that thing yesterday, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I've been fortunate to slowly grow. And, you know, one of my good friends, Tamika, she, she talked, we were were talking about, because I'm working on some of her stuff. 
uh, making sure I have systems in place. So everything from getting, you know, my payments automated to kind of, I already have my scheduling for posts and things like that done, done pretty well. I love when people are, you know, not camera shy. So that makes it really easy Mm because I then I'll take, for example, a podcast, I would cut up the audio or cut up either the audio or the visuals, depending on how they did it, run that as posts um, and, you know, create, create that interest. But uh, it's fun because I never was technically, you know, trained. I didn't go to school for it, mm-hmm. which means I don't have any of the built-in bad things that a lot of times we have in education where it's, it's, we do it because this is the way it's always been done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's not working. So let me try this because, uh, you know, a lot of my clients, they're like, all right, cool, let's do whatever. Like we trust you or, uh, we want, we want to, you know, see, make, make our dollar stretch, uh, the most, but. It's uh, it's one of those fun things, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, you know, each month I think I'm adding kind of new steps to kind of make it a little more automated. But uh, like like I said, we just take you know a unique approach to uh, handling social media content and management, um, and then kind of based on what the client needs, it's either me making some logos or um, <clears throat> creating you know a template mm-hmm. and going off that one of the things I love to do to make it not only easier for myself, but for them, we always like to make content buckets. And so, you know, let's say we're doing 20 or 20 posts. So one post Monday through Friday, I'll take five of those posts will be on tips. Did you know about podcasting? Another one, maybe another. So we'll do every Monday. It'd be a Monday tip. You don't have to call it that because things might change. Yeah. Monday would be a tip. Then Tuesday would be uh, maybe some gear you recommend for as a podcaster. You know, day three would be a term that everyone needs to know uh, about about podcasting, about history, about, you know, that given field. I love reviews because, you know, reviews speak louder for themselves. So a lot of companies do have reviews about, oh, I love I love this. I make that into something. And then maybe Friday would be an advertisement of what, what services you offer. But uh, even that there's, or, you know, some organizations I work with, I call it our advice. We give advice. And then these are the services we offer to help take you. So it's not even a direct ask. And depending on how you run those ads, if you run ads, because I think at this point we all kind of need to, it's definitely a great, it helps. Yeah. Um, And I mean, some of these organizations is great because, they're a small market. They're working in a city, you know, for example, I always talk about the urgent care. Their market is about a three mile radius. Mm-hmm. They don't, no one's coming, you know, across the city, across the state to go to that specific urgent care center. It's urgent care. But where they're in their little area, I mean, they're, they're doing great because they're running ads. People see that it's, you know, creating uh, demand. So uh, it's kind of top of mind. Epic. Um, I totally was, actually, I totally was just writing down all of that. Uh, <laughs> just stealing it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and from one business owner to another, my business is in tutoring. Um, I can I can vouch for having those systems in place to automate what you can to make, like, to take almost that cognitive load off you. Uh, I remember when I first started up my business, my tutoring business, I would do every single thing myself. And while that's great, I have my finger in every single pie, I was doing 13, 14, 15 hours days, and half of it was on menial stuff that I could have easily automated. 
now I've got it down to an absolute art. And like my lesson prep and then the sessions I deliver, my communication and my advertising. I think, okay, my advertising is a bit rubbish. I might message you in a little bit. I was going to say, I might know a guy. <laughs> I, I think somebody, I wonder who, I wonder who would help me. <laughs> crazy, crazy how that works. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so I'm trying to desperately, tell me, tell me the website. Tell us, tell us all the website and where we can contact you for Swick Media. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty easy. Swickmedia.com, uh, you know, made it made it nice and simple. Um, always love to connect there. Um, we probably link in the show notes too. Just uh, oh yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, I love reaching out with people, connecting with people on LinkedIn. Uh, that's been kind of my bed and or bread and butter, excuse me, of of not just um, social media content but also history. I love I love talking, and it was one of those areas that really kind of sparked. With the, with the idea of the social media, mm-hmm. people loved hearing me talk about my job, yeah. Which you know sounds a little pretentious, but at first, and I, I still wish I had pictures, like because I took some pictures of me like in the bathroom cleaning, you know, cleaning the bathroom. Just I wish I would have documented even more than I already did about kind of this journey, and you know, talking about it a little more. But um, it was one of those things where when I started posting about, you know, I'm in the archives and things like that, it was just kind of me kind of taking my friends and family kind of on the journey of things I've done because, um, as you know, this isn't the most, uh, you know, normal stereotypical job that most people have. Mm -hmm. I learned it's also, I joke, I've I've been fortunate. I've been, been in quite a few, way too many weddings. I've been invited to way too many weddings. Uh, I think part of that is playing rugby for seven years in school you become friends with a lot of people. Yeah. But I always joke my wedding my wedding hack is, you know, people love talking about themselves. I love hearing, you know, people's stories and what they do. So at the table we're always talking about, you know, everyone's talking about what they do because that's just natural. When I think when humans don't know what to do, they talk about what they do. Yeah. And so you know, let it, you know, kind of let it play out and of course eventually someone asks what I do. And I'm going to go I work in museums and you just see everyone look like what is that? Like, what, what does that mean? Because I think it isn't uh, more of your normal trend and not saying obviously there's anything wrong with a more typical job, but it was one of those things with social media that I loved sharing that story um, because I know like, for example, my parents, you know, living in Wisconsin couldn't come to Atlanta all the time to see, you know, you know what I was doing or what I was up to. And so having ways to share with people of kind of what, what our journey, what my journey is. And um, I realized that just providing value created a little bit of a community, which was, you know, incredible. And I try to get brands to do the same thing because uh, I tell people, especially when you have, I would say more mundane products, it's really, you're selling the person, you're selling the organization. Like people don't know the difference between one, we know one, you know, one scrub company to another scrub, you know, another scrub company. They want to see what those people are like and kind of uh, what the, yeah. what they have to offer, whether it's uh, related to their exact field or uh, with my new clients, I always get them. Hey, if you're into sports, tell me your favorite sports teams. Yeah. Who's your favorite players? What's your favorite movie? What's your, you know, because they, people want to know the person they want to buy from yes. the person. Yes. For so many different, you know, more than I think people realize. Uh, Cause I mean, for I think some companies make sense. If you're doing professional co or you know coaching or development, of course they want to buy from the person. But everything from 
if I'm getting my gutters cleaned, I want that guy who's funnier. That guy who's a you know a Packers fan. I'll go. I'll just out of habit. I I would lean towards that if I see a commercial of a guy who's you know a Packers fan or a sports fan. I'm like, oh, that guy's interesting. Because at the end of the day, the product's kind of the same, mm-hmm. and I really. I'm not someone who's going to do a ton of research. I'm going to do someone who's interesting or the top search on Google, depending on, you know, how yeah. mundane the, the task is. Yeah. And you're certainly on Tom Meets Interesting People, and you certainly fit that interesting. Um, I We could talk business all day, and you know what? This is probably going to turn into a second episode uh, almost, but we are very, very quickly running out of time, and I know obviously you need to dash off in a little bit. Um, so before we go to our questionnaire that we end with, uh, obviously we talked about swickmedia.com. Uh, that's where to find you. Uh, we can also find you on Twitter, I believe, at RealJSwick. And uh, where else can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at The Average Historian. Um, unfortunately, Twitter didn't give me enough characters to make it uh, all universal. Oh, but, <laughs> I'm hoping one day because that, that makes it easier when I, when I, you know, you can be across all channels, but, uh, uh, Twitter should cut me a little short. But. Oh, after we get, after we do the questionnaire, I always read out my socials and you are going to just completely judge me because none of them <laughs> are uniform. Um, so yes, the aforementioned questionnaire, these are the questions that close us out and they come from the Prost questionnaire, uh, from way back that like, this is late 19th century. Uh, then adapted by Bernard Pivot, later by James Lipton, and now I present my NFL adaptation to you. What is your favourite word? So it's a, it's a two word. Can I are two words allowed? Hey. Uh, it's a it's. it's... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go two words. Let's go two words. Uh, it, it's uh, it's you betcha. It's a very, very local Wisconsin Midwestern thing. It means like good. Yeah, hundred percent. And so anytime you say something, oh, you betcha, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Like it's just very local, and I can you can hear from a mile away if you're in another city, and someone says you betcha, you're like, oh, you're from the Midwest. You're from Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's one. That's probably you betcha. What is your least favorite word? No. No. No, you can't tell me that one. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> what engages you? Things that either I'm passionate about or that are interesting to that person. Um, going, you know, going off that, like, you might, I might not be a huge, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, but let's say I'm not. But if someone's talking with passion, they're excited. I'm like, all right, let me listen because now you have my curiosity. Um, you know that people people engaging with things they're excited about is something you know that mm-hmm. that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the motivation for this podcast as well. It's just meeting people like yourself who, yeah, we're in totally different worlds, but we're just totally vibing. Um, but talking of not vibing, what disengages you? People that have a negative outlook, um, of course, I'm a big believer in you know, kind of the idea of practical optimism. Obviously, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's one of those things that I would much rather live in a positive environment. Um, 
and of course this is long over time this i'm you know it's not i'm not how i am now than i was you know even three four years ago and i wish i could say even when i was cleaning those bathrooms i was always in the greatest uh greatest mood mm-hmm. I, I think i had that internal belief i'm like, all right there's something else coming around the corner it, it's gonna work out but at the same time i'm you know cleaning poo off the off the floor at 2 a.m so uh it was one of those things that I think for me, you had to be optimistic there. I mean, you could go in a spiral of negative negativity, but that just it didn't, that, that wasn't practical. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, what sound or noise do you love? So you could repeat. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Um, I love that white noise. I love, I have like a white noise app. Uh, it's just calm and comforting and, uh, you know, I'll fall asleep almost anywhere. It's, it's kind of an art. Mm-hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? I, I, I do not enjoy really, really loud car sounds. Mm-hmm. Like the, the obnoxious showing off kind of car sounds. Like, with, with the big exhaust and the... Yeah, like a, I'm like, that's cool. I, I, yeah, I, I get I get the appeal, but not not for me. Uh, where I work, we hear it all all, all day long. Mm-hmm. All right, fair dues. Um, what is and this is everyone's favorite curse word. Oh, it's everyone's favorite question. Uh, this is everyone's favorite question. What is your favorite curse word? Shit. I think because it can be used so universal, like positive negative you're like shit or like shit like <laughs> the definitely that, that that's that's probably uh you know up there is uh one of my favorite because it can kind of be used it kind of can be used all the time there's very few you know you know with with other ones you can't really say it as much at you know other words at work for example but uh you know i say shit quite a bit <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt That's that's a good one. Um, it's funny because, of course, you know, I I would love to have been. I know they're similar, but it would have been really cool to be an archaeologist, an Egyptologist. Mm-hmm. But I don't like spiders and getting yep. dirty, so yep. I like reading about that stuff and maybe going to see it someday. But <laughs> Egyptology would probably be my thing. I, I can loosely. Uh, read some hieroglyphs i understand the concept of them yep. but you know me and spiders and scorpion i'm, I'm good on that i'll i'll watch uh this guy josh gates on on television before i actually go and uh crawl around in in the dirt <laughs> yeah no i would agree with you on the spiders and on the scorpions are like no no you can stay over there away <laughs> from me uh, <laughs> what profession would you not like to do Um, I would say honestly, in any profession that keeps you in a cubicle, yeah. Um, I've had jobs, even the museum field, which are great, but like being in in a little box all day or a small, it it, it drives it's maddening to me. It it, it it's what you know it, it it it's like a personal hell mm. is is that kind of idea, and you know it's great. It works for some people, but not, not for me. Even if I'm sitting, I, I'd rather be sitting at a table mm-hmm. over uh, in the in the idea of a, a little box. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that's a theme 
recently with a lot of my guests is they don't want the nine to five. They don't want the cubicle. Uh, and I can't blame them. Our final question. If you could say only one statement to any one person, what would that statement be? And who would that person be? Could you repeat that one more time? Yeah, of course. If you could only say uh, one statement to any one person, what would that statement be? And who would that person be? Yeah, so it would it would be, you know, trust the process, don't rush the process. Mm -hmm. I'm made famous by Dr. Eric Thomas. And I mean, I could say it to, you know, a student coming up through through the history ranks trying to trying to learn more. I think it's really anyone. Um, I think a lot of times we're just too impatient mm -hmm. about getting to our goals. And I don't blame it because, you know, society tells us we should be doing this, this, and this. I'm 30 right now. I should, you know, probably have a house and kids and dogs and things like that and you know, be on the local bowling team and things like that. But um, it's one of those things that everyone's on their own kind of journey and just, you know, trusting, trusting that process and, you know, not rushing it mm -hmm. um, for short-term gains, you know, short-term relief. It's uh, one of those things that I think is really important to me. And I think it would help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hope whoever's listening to this, um, find something in that that that, that 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 helps them uh so just remind us uh of your sort of social media and your website yeah so you can find me at swickmedia.com uh we help with a wide range of small clients to larger clients uh really would love to just talk uh, you can get me at jswick at swickmedia.com uh, as far as emails uh instagram facebook tiktok at the average historian and for Twitter, at RealJSwick, because they don't have enough characters. Fair news. And um, you're about to um, see the same problem I had, because you can follow us on TikTok, at Meets Interesting People, because they didn't have enough characters. Uh, Instagram, at Tom Meets Interesting People, because they had enough characters. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, at Tom Meets People, because they didn't have enough characters. Um, and finally, we're also on Good Pods as well. And please don't forget to leave us a review because we are in currently the top 100 indie documentary all-time chart, which is absolutely epic. Who would have thought this little podcast is now in a top 100? Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so please don't forget to leave us a review. Uh, help us sort of climb higher and move precariously away from the 80s. Like, I want to go higher. Uh, <laughs> the 80s is so close to 100. And I'm like, no, I want to go higher. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and thank you so much. We finally got to meet. Yes, Tom, I love it. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate uh, your platform and everything you're doing. It, it's it's a great idea. It's uh, It's been fun. I was able to catch a couple episodes. Oh, and it, it's been great, man. I'm exciting. Epic. All right. Jeremy, thank you so much. Thank you. You have just listened to an episode of Tom Meets Interesting People. If you'd enjoyed the show and would like to take part, or you know somebody who would make a great guest, please email me at tommeetsinterestingpeople at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Guests may provide audio content that helps to demonstrate their work. Guests have given permission for this work to be played through the use of a release form that they have signed. <laughs>
It is the understanding of this podcast that the material that they provide does not infringe on the copyright of others. All other rights reserved. Copyright 2022.